Hi, this is episode six and I'm your host today, Michelle Bowditch. This podcast is brought to you by Door 20A. We talk all things with executive assistants, female leaders and just ordinary women. Their interesting stories and how they do what they do and how technology is helping them be the best version of themselves. When we walk in our front door and hang our suits in the wardrobe, throw our heels on the ground and clean our faces free from makeup, we are all the same. Humans who are trying to live a great life. It's not about the first or 20th door that opens and closes on you. It's about the A-team that you journey with along the way. Okay, good afternoon listeners. Um, welcome to WeWork in George Street. I love coming back to WeWork because as you guys know, I spent six months last year working in co-working spaces and I think it's fabulous, their concept, the way they work, um, the collaboration that you can do with um, people working there and the fun environment. So I'm joined by, joined by the fabulous Tori. Welcome. Thank you, Michelle. <laughs> and thanks for joining us today. So just wanted to, I mean, guys, um, as you know, my journey over the last six months, I've been meeting interesting and amazing and inspiring women. And Tori is certainly one of those women. And I'm very grateful to have her here today. And I'm, you know, you guys are going to be really excited by the story she has to share about where she's been where she is and where she's going. Um, and you'll walk away with a to-do list, you'll walk away booking a workshop, you'll walk away wanting to know more about who this wonderful woman is. So let's go Let's go for it. And Tori, so tell me a little bit, 20 years you were at Torstar. Tell me what Torstar is and what you did and what you achieved because that's a long time. It's a my- long time. <laughs> I know. Well, I've been asked that question a lot lately. And, you know, Torstar was born from a passion to really work with brands I loved Um, people that were equally passionate about making a difference and also if I'm really really honest I wanted to travel the world so I wanted to attract you know (laughs) the world's world's best retailers into my portfolio of brands and you know I started it with this dream and this vision and um, you know David Jones and Megan Gale was my first client and that really put me on the map in Australia because yeah I'm you know I'm working not only with David Jones in Australia but also working with all of the really great designers and so what that did was it established my network around Australia which really became the benchmark for who I was my reputation and what I was able to deliver Um, and soon after that you know a lot of retailers came knocking on the door and you know we switched alliances and started working with Maya for six years but the big one that came knocking for me was um, Interjex who are the world's number one um, retailer and they own Zara so I was responsible for launching Zara um, along with their team obviously Um, based in Spain into Australia it was definitely a game changer in the retail space because we didn't have a high street before they came here Um, so yeah we had 22,000 people through the front doors on the first day of trade is that in Pitt Street Mall that was in Pitt Street Mall and for weeks there were queues up around you know King Street I do remember that there was security guards were out and everything everywhere I think we hired every security guard (laughs) imaginable on that but um, I was responsible for um, you know the whole communication strategy the activation So anything from like corporate, you know, working with Jesus Aguilera, who is still the most powerful man in Mm. retail in terms of communications in the world. He was incredible to work with, um, to, you know, the consumer, to the launch party, to the activation, to working with councils to set up, to make sure that everything was safe and there was an experience. But the best thing that I learned about working, um, you know, with Zara and Jesus and his team was everyone was treated as equals. Awesome. And it's such a valuable lesson in life that you know remain humble yep because good things come to those who 
That's right. Play that game. And it doesn't matter what your title is or what you're wearing. We are all the same. And I say that quite often. Yeah. I don't care who you are, whether you're a CEO, you're still a person. You so. are. You absolutely are. And the customer always comes first. Yeah. So um, working with Zara, I mean, I find that interesting because how long have they been in Australia now? Would it be five years? I mean. A little bit over five years. Okay. And they really wanted to set the benchmark and have that retail experience before they went into online. Okay. And I think it was a smart move because yes. all the retailers that followed, you know, it was all about how many stores can we have and, you know, how much bigger can we be than Zara? Yep. Now, you know, Zara was smart because for them it was about the customer experience, it was about the quality yep. of the clothes and it was about the journey and yep. they really nailed that on the head. And when you look at the competition now in the retail landscape and we're going through such hardship in retail at the moment, yeah. you know, people are shutting stores, they're not opening them and it's because I believe that they didn't engage with the customer and they mm. didn't give that customer back that journey and they didn't know how to service them it's an important thing that customer thing I think you know it doesn't matter what business you are in you have to know your customer 100 you've got to know what's going on so um going back to tour stuff so 20 years doing it build a team had a big office I assume yeah we had 22 staff 10 freelancers 300 square meters and you know you used to walk into my office and it would literally be the who's who of designers from all over the world is that amazing it was absolutely incredible (laughs) and I think my favorite client in that showroom actually was Nima Marcus. Okay. So, you know, Nima Marcus, the number one luxury retailer yeah. in the US, yeah. it was an extraordinary experience to launch their online portal out here because we got to work with this incredible man called Ken Downing. And uh, yes. Ken Downing obviously, you know, sat on a lot of fashion boards with Anna Winter and he literally, he had this incredible eye for fashion and the yep. woman's body and, you know, he could take something which, you know, you thought would be quite plain and just make it in extraordinary. Yep. And he, you know, his role was to understand the designers, understand the designer journey, mm-hmm. but most importantly, he had to pick and edit for the customers. And the customer, again, it's the same philosophy as Zara. Yeah. The customer comes first. first yep. So he could go to, you know, a John Caran or a Chanel or a Kristen Dior parade, you know, anywhere in the world. And he would buy off the runway, but he would buy specifically for those customers. And oh, wow. he knew that whatever he bought in whatever size and whatever quantity would sell out when he got back. He was an extraordinary man. Wowzers. Yeah. So working with all these incredible people, it sounds like a dream job and travelling the world. Was it all dream? Was it such the dream role? Like it was magnificent or did you just kind of every day pinch yourself and say, how did I get here? I mean, it obviously was hard work, I assume. It wasn't easy. To be honest, Michelle, I never really thought about it. Okay. Because I just thought, you know what, this is my journey. This is my passion. Yep. This is what I'm meant to be doing. And, you know, I never set out to say, I'm going to have A, B and C as clients. Mm. I set out wanting to work with people that were, you know, passionate, they had integrity Mm. and, you know, they understood delivery. And I think because that's how I built my brand, then I I tended to attract all of those top performing brands because they had the same values. So when they came to you, you didn't have to knock on those doors. That's awesome. They absolutely did. And just a little fun um, story, you know, I decided to downsize a few years ago for work-life balance and, you know, um, we're basically halved my staff, halved my office. How was that? Was that hard? (laughs) It was like a decision. I flew back from New York one day and I went in and I spoke to my EA, Mari Lisa. She'd been by my side for me many years and I said oh we're moving office so go find (laughs) us a new office and this is what I'm doing with the staff and she was like okay great decision but what it taught me was that you can have a smaller team 
Yes. It's about their passion. It's about their delivery. You're still going to attract the world's, you know, biggest brands to you mm-hmm. because you understand what they want and you understand what you can deliver. So, you know, in answer to your question, the dream job, it absolutely was. But I think as you evolve as a person, mm. your passion changes. Yes, it does. And as we mature and um, Tori's got a beautiful daughter as well, so as she grows older and the needs of her change certainly would be the same. So just wanted to talk to you um, recently, was it, Beginning of the year or the middle of the year, you launch launch powerful steps. Yeah, in April. April, my gosh, this yeah. year's just flown. <laughs> <laughs> it's flown um, by. So tell me um, where, how the name Powerful Steps came and mm. how the decision to change to go from you know being in communications and mm. brand to now being on the other side of the fence doing something yeah, totally different. To becoming the brand. <laughs> to becoming the brand. <laughs> becoming the brand. So I always knew I had another business inside of me, Michelle, and okay. I think, you know, Torstar was started, started from my gut instinct yes. and a desire to really impact and change and Powerful Steps I knew was brewing inside my gut <laughs> for the last couple of years. And it wasn't it, upsetting you, was it? It was getting you no, excited. It, wasn't. it was just like I kept having this trigger and it was like, okay, you know, I, I need to listen to this trigger and, um, you know, Nikki Brigger, who's the editor of Marie Claire magazine, had said to me last year, you know, Tori, we want to do a story on single mums running global businesses and can yeah. we interview you? And I said, yeah, of course, I'd love to be involved, but yeah. I think I have a bigger story. And by the way, I'm not a single mum anymore. <laughs> and she's like, tell me more. And I said, well, tell me who the journalist is yes. that's going to write this because for me the art of communication storytelling is all about partnering with the right journalist who actually understands how to tell the story so that you know it triggers emotions and impacts others so that they can transform or engage with a brand or product real there's a real emotion there and people attached to it yeah it absolutely is and so this incredible um lady called Ali Pasco was attached to this story and um I said to her look I'm going to have an off the record conversation with you Mm -hmm. I know that you want me for this single mama global business story (laughs) but I feel I have another one to tell and you know we had this off the record conversation for an hour and she goes wow Tori this story is incredible Mm -hmm. um and would you trust me and Marie Claire if we turned into a feature that we we can tell it in a way that will empower others and um I decided to make that decision and hard, that just, hard decision or was it It was just, a very hard decision yeah. because I'm coming forward with, you know, a story of success and survival where, you know, I've had this very high-profile business around the world and um, no one knew what was going on behind the scenes. Mm. And so for me it wasn't just my journey, it was my daughter's journey mm. but also my fiancé at the time, soon to be husband, <laughs> <laughs> who works in corporate, yeah. I wanted both of them to be aligned because, you know, when you come forward with information that people don't know, it, a lot of it can be shock and horror and, a, yes. and in a lot of instances it can be shameful. Yes. But we made a decision as a family that this was the right choice. We yep. wanted to empower others. Yep. And um, I was looking after Drew Barrymore and launching her Flower That's Beauty right. yes. brand. <laughs> and so I said to Marie Claire, look, we're going to do the story, um, but I just I don't want this to come out until I have launched her brand successfully. Mm. And um, so we decided that it was going to come out the month after she left. Okay. And I'm grateful because I gave her campaign my all. Yes. <laughs> you weren't worried about what was going to happen. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, she was incredible to work with, but so it was a campaign. And so we came up with this story. And at that point, when you ask about, you know, where it was a business born, I didn't know I had a business Mm. until that story went to print because what happened was quite extraordinary. I had people from all over the world, like male and female, reaching out just saying to me, you know what, Tori, what you've done is incredibly inspirational. Mm. Like what you have done for our 
brands on a global scale was yep. extraordinary. Yep. But what you're doing for other people by stepping forward and into your power is next level and how can we help you? Mm, so wow. I was sitting with, I have here, I have Torstar, which, you know, I, I've loved for many, many years. And then I have Powerful Steps, which is igniting conversation, which people don't normally talk about. And I have all these corporate leaders telling me, you know what, this this is a business. So mm. I decided to register Powerful Steps as a name and I think, you know, before we were chatting, <laughs> yeah. you said to me, where did the name come from? And I have to be honest, I mean, I found it in 20 minutes because <laughs> – that's sometimes better. It's, it's le- it doesn't cost you as much. It's less pain. It's like, yeah, I'll just take no it. No one was advising me. And like I believe in synchronicity, right? Yes. And I believe that if something is meant to come into your life, it will come up and it will mm. line up. And so, you know, my accountant was like, oh, Tori, we have to register. Um, I said, you've got to do trademark. You've got to do all these things. I'm thinking, okay. I sit at my computer and, um, you know, I was thinking, okay, well, how do I feel about sharing this story? And I felt, I felt powerful. Yes. Because I felt I was stepping into my power. And um, Powerful Steps was available for ASICs, hadn't been trademarked. <laughs> it was website. You're like was, tick, 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 yeah, tick, Instagram, tick. Facebook. I didn't try Snapchat because I didn't think Snapchat was my market. <laughs> no, but everything so else <laughs> was was available. And I was like, okay, I've got a business. So I went about registering it. We've got the trademark. Awesome. And, you know, I just feel when, when everything lines up, Michelle, it's meant to be. Mm. Is a lot. So powerful steps. What does actually powerful steps do? I mean, I know what it do, what it does, but I think we should tell our listeners because there's yeah. there's two elements. You've got your corporate and you've got your consumer yeah. side. But it's, uh, you know, I think whether you are using Tori on the corporate side or consumer side, just following her Instagram account will just inspire you every day. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> so talk to me about what powerful powerful steps does. Yeah. So it's a platform to inspire, encourage, and empower others. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that if you are raw and authentic and you can share both your your personal and your professional experiences, it ignites a conversation. Totally. And so, you know, I, I designed these Stepping Into Your Power workshops, which have been incredibly successful, not only for corporates, but for consumers as well, mm-hmm. which take people on a journey. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they walk into this room and, you know, we talk about like, what is power? Mm. Like what does power actually mean to you? So Mm. for me, I say power comes from within. Mm -hmm. You can be anyone, but if you have this innate self-belief in what you're capable of achieving, you can achieve anything. So we talk around that and then we talk about, you know, what is a powerful step? So if you have goals in your life, what powerful steps do you need to take to actually reach and conquer that goal? Um, And we really define, uh, you know, what those are. And then we talk about, okay, so to reach these goals and a and attain greatness and mm-hmm. make those dreams reality, you need to actually have the right tribe around you. Yes. So I call these people my accountability tribe. Yep. So we go through this incredible exercise and, you know, both corporates and consumers love this because we say, okay, we have five family, mm-hmm. we have five professional. Yes. And we have five friends. Yes. Now, my family side was always incredibly weak and I was in overflow on friends who became my family and also professional. Now, sometimes when I do these corporate workshops, you know, with these blue chip companies, it's incredible. Like, you know, their leadership teams are sitting down there and you would think that they have strong mentors. Mm, They They don't. don't, (laughs) I know Snap here. (laughs) We don't even know Snapchat to just (laughs) have that comment. (laughs) It's so I'm finding that with women, you know, senior female leaders, mm. like you think they would have a mentor or someone encouraging. They don't. They don't have it. 
Yeah, and so I sit in these workshops and we talk about accountability, tribe. I'm like, you need that mentor. So for me, my non-negotiable every Friday, 9 a.m., is I have a mentor call. Now, these mentors for me are based mainly in the U.S. So I've yep. had them like New York, L.A., Chicago. Yep. Um, yeah, but I like I like it because for me it's people thinking globally. Yes. They're not thinking locally. They're switching my thinking. So, you know, we really talk about who that accountability tribe is. And then I always say like, you know, to find your greatness, you also need to understand where you've come from. Totally. So we, we go back in time and I ask everyone to pull out their mobile phones and we go back and, you know, I share with them in 2013, you know, three days before I was due on a plane to London, mm-hmm. um, a 72-hour trip because mm-hmm. I always wanted to be there for my daughter, mm-hmm. um, you know, on the weekends. And so I'd fly to London backwards and forwards during the week. My appendix burst and I had this near-death experience. Oh, wow. So I end up on life support. I lost Holy eight doing. kilos in five days. Oh. Like I always say it's good to have an extra bit of fat on your body because <laughs> you never know when you might need That's it. That's why I've got this gorgeous body. <laughs> <laughs> I like that fat saved my life. And um, the surgeon literally said to me, yeah, that fat did save your life, otherwise you would be dead. And so I talk about how I had to change my mindset and Mm. how I had to focus on like, you know, my health is my wealth because if it wasn't me as a single mom, if I didn't have my health, who's going to look after my daughter? That's right. What happens to it? So were you at that point when the appendix burst, were you healthy beforehand? I mean, you obviously... I was stressed out. <laughs> and you were eating and drinking probably I was eating beautiful... And on the run. Yes. Eating and drinking no on the structure. run. Like there was no structure. I mean, yeah. I had structure but I didn't have structure. So, you know, I take everyone through this journey and share and, you know, they can literally see me like mm-hmm. rise like this phoenix and how I started taking off all these shackles in my life to come up to where I am now. Yep. And, um, you know, this in these workshops is so important because people can then identify the patterns in their life. Yes. <laughs> and when you identify the patterns, you're then able to move forward. Mm. So one of my mentors in the US um, is this incredible woman who um, did meditation with Oprah. And, um, you know, yeah. So I said to her, you know, I worked with her for six months on, you know, okay, I'm just doing these powerful steps and I want to do something which is going to be really moving and I'm quite spiritual as well. Mm. And um, we came up with this meditation which I've named the Dream Delivery. And so after break we do this meditation which is incredibly powerful because we set up the energy in the room and it's about where people wake up and, you know, how they feel in the morning before they came to the workshop and really just get them to sit in that energy and then we project forward to where they're going to be in five years. Wowzers. Yeah, and we, we look at, you know, who they walk down the road with who's sitting with them when you go through the meditation and then the end of the meditation they look to their left and they go who's that person next to them and quite often it's a very different person so it can be very confronting for people but then we write it down we manifest it Mm -hmm. and then we we work out the plan to get them to that five-year powerful step wowzers so that's what it is for both corporates and consumers and I know with the obviously the corporate you're doing Monday to Friday but with the mm. consumers you've found a bit of a niche and you run it on the yeah, weekends on Sundays because yeah. I find like a lot of people you know they want to step out of the office they yeah. really want to focus and you never know who's going to be in that room Michelle like mm. you know last weekend we had um 23 women in the room yeah um two of them are corporate directors mm-hmm. another's a lawyer people with small businesses mothers like it's just it's exceptional anyone anyone but out of that what made me realize I was on the right track is I got 13 written testimonials it's fantastic. public ones which is either LinkedIn Facebook or Instagram and I'm going you know what 
This is the second wins, my second journey. (laughs) And you know you're doing the right thing when you get that. 100%. You know, like today I got a thank you note from someone that I was working with and it doesn't have to be much but Mm. when when someone gives you that, you know, the vote of confidence with a thank you or acknowledgement, you go, wow, I'm actually doing something good here. Yeah. So one of the other things that I wanted to just quickly talk about was, you know, collaborating and networking because Mm. what I've learned since leaving the corporate world is, you know, my value and worth with collaborations and networking. And I think it's really important. You don't realise until you actually talk Mm. to people how valuable your network is Mm. and then how from your network do you collaborate with the right people Mm. because, you know, forming partnerships, whether it be on a large scale or forming Mm. partnerships like how we met, like, Mm. you know, um, we may not work together. I think Mm. probably we will one day. Mm. But the thing is, is it's, you know, when someone talks to me about something that's going through their life, it's like, right, you need to ring Tori. Mm. Um, And it's, for me, it's a really important thing. I think Mm. it's the same with yourself, Mm. if I'm not correct. Like the partnerships, the collaboration and the network is, such a big thing when you're working for yourself in a small business it's definitely vital and I've always had this mantra and I do it religiously I meet three people a week for coffee yeah I love it yeah listeners I've started (laughs) doing it and can I just tell you some people kind of freak out with when I do it when I ask them for a coffee they say why do you want to meet with me and I say because I want to learn about you and I've also started virtual coffees with EOs across the globe oh I love on zoom so they're having a coffee and you're having a coffee well I spoke to New York the other day and it was coffee for me and it was champagne for her so and but I think, see, you've taught me something already. So oh, that's so good. I do it with a client in New York, but she's always got a Starbucks. <laughs> I've got an espresso. <laughs> we, love, we love our espressos. Um, so probably wrap up here, but I just wanted to say, you know, you've had some wins and you've had some losses. Probably if you could tell me your biggest win and your biggest loss and then also a parting note for our listeners about mm what they should be doing or something they can learn or connecting with you. Yeah, of course. Um, I think my biggest um, win has been my belief in myself that anything is possible. It's awesome. Um, And I say that because anyone can have that as a win. And, you know, I started 12-star with nothing. Mm. I had nothing in the bank. Mm. I waited 120 days for David Jones to pay me. And I, I remember that. taking a shower one morning going, oh, my God, how am I going to pay the rent? But guess what? That was the best thing because when that check arrived, I photocopied it yes. and it was a reminder of my self-belief yes. and it was a reminder that I was capable of doing anything. So I think definitely the biggest win for me is self-belief and I think anyone yes. can do that. Um, the second, um, you know, tricky, challenging situation was that, you know, I had a woman working in my business for a couple of years and unfortunately this happens in a lot of small, medium-sized mm. businesses, even large corporations, and she was basically stealing from me. So a quarter of a million dollars and, Terrible. you know, I, I giggle about it now because there was Netta Porter being delivered. She got a new Mercedes and... <laughs> I think at times she was better dressed than me. And I remember just looking at her going, wow. I don't really you know, care that much. I don't understand how this is happening and your husband's not really in this incredible job. And <laughs> anywho, it ended up being me that was, you know, financing that. And, of course, you go to the police and there's a fraud case and you've got to get forensics. But, you know, at that point I'm running a multi-million dollar business. I'm a single mom. Mm. I have, you know, a tricky personal life. And, you know, the police like, you're going to come in here and you've got to do this and you've got to do that and it's going to cost X, Y and Z. You're going to get the money back. And I'm like, I'm not going to get the money back. She spent it. I saw those Netta Porter bags. I saw that new car. So I had to make, um, you know, a very brave decision to go to my bank, you know, who'd been my bank for a long, long time and say, you know what, this has happened. It's not good. How can you help me? 
And, um, you know, literally I said, I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to write it off. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a bridging loan for my business oh. to continue running because, you know, cash is king. Yeah, exactly so, right. So, you know, biggest probably loss but biggest learning as well because mm. now I'm all over my accounts yes. and I don't trust anyone with those babies. And just on the leaving note, actually talking about it because we haven't asked uh, the favourite tech or app and mm. I know that your favourite one is Zero, So that yes. kind of goes hand in hand with, with, you know, <laughs> managing your finances. You've got it there on your phone. You're, yes. And, and you love it. You're under control. I love it because, you know, you spend, you receipt. Yep. You know exactly where you're at. You can do budgets and also it gives me control. Mm. And now I don't need an internal person. No. Because everything is just automated. You can lodge your, you can lodge your bash. You can do everything yeah, there. Yeah, it's, it's pretty incredible. Well, thanks for having me. Oh, You're and, welcome. And Thank the, you for having me. <laughs> and um, best of luck with Powerful Steps. And ladies, um, if you need to find Tori, the best avenue is via Instagram and Powerful Steps and you'll love her little journey that's going on. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I feel very honoured. <laughs> thanks. Thank you.